0: on today's episode we are continuing our player offseason evaluation series today we'll be talking about all things tyler sagan talk about the good parts of his season how he was able to come back for multiple surgeries and talk about areas where we wanted to see more from tyler sagan and then we'll give a quick outlook of what the next season will look like for number 91 on today's episode of locked on stars the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Monday, May 30th. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, where the game is starts thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode of locked on stars whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener thank you for stopping by and for making us your first listen every single day remember we are free and available no matter where you listen to your podcast whether that's on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform feel free to drop a subscription or a follow if you do feel so inclined to support the show thank you guys for your patience and understanding with The Thursday and Friday episode last week uh, on the road with some pretty shady hotel Wi-Fi, unable to record video for the podcast, but thankfully was able to get some audio recorded. So I hope you guys enjoyed those episodes. Thank you for tuning in regardless of whether or not uh, you listen on audio only all the time or if you tune in on YouTube, uh, I am back with a webcam um, and hopefully we'll have a little bit more of a legit setup um, in my new apartment still getting things settled in and uh, trying to get a desk and chair situation uh, worked out so hopefully we'll have a little bit more of a a more fun uh, backdrop for you guys soon for the YouTube crowd. Um, thank you guys again for stopping by. I'll I'll get off that now and we will jump into the meat and potatoes of this Monday episode, continuing with our player evaluation series, going back through the 2021-2022 season, looking at individual p- players uh, on this Dallas Stars roster and kind of going through their performance and uh, our evaluation hence the name player evaluation series on how they performed over the past year and today's episode is all about everyone's favorite alternate captain or supposedly everyone's favorite alternate captain on the team number 91 tyler sagan and tyler sagan going into this season uh, we knew that he is not the guy not the hockey player that he once was um coming into this league playing with the Boston Bruins one of the youngest most promising talents in the NHL he comes to Dallas and he sets the hockey world on fire in his first season uh, just going absolutely berserk and has an incredible career playing alongside Jamie Benn Alexander Radulov at times and and becoming one of the best known Dallas Stars players pretty much in maybe the history of the city um you have Mike Modano obviously the the biggest name in, in Stars franchise history but certainly Dallas Stars Um, And then Tyler Sagan, probably in that top five range um, of most iconic Dallas stars uh, on the list. I I think that that's certainly an argument to be made there. But, I mean, coming into the season, he was 29 years old. He turned 30 in January. And I think many knew that he wasn't going to be quite the force that he once was. But there was a hope that we would see him kind of return to form because in the 2021 season, he had been absent for most of the, the games that were played. I believe he only played in maybe three, two or three games, uh, only recorded, I think, about two points, recovering from knee and hip surgery from some injuries he had obtained in the bubble during the Star Stanley Cup run in 2020. So he missed the majority of the season after and then, of course, was coming back into this season. The expectations were maybe a little bit too high for Tyler Sagan, um, or maybe you know we just expected him to be this phenomenal player because um, he had still been putting putting up pretty good numbers prior to his surgeries that caused him to miss pretty much the entirety of that 2021 season. But Tyler, you know, and he had a pretty slow start to the year, Um, you know, didn't score a point uh, until the fifth game of the season. And I think many fans just became very critical of Tyler Sagan because we had been so used to seeing these incredible performances from him. We were so used to seeing him being one of, if not the best players on the team. And I think part of it was also just the amount of money that he's being paid. He's making just under $10 million a season. He's the most expensive player on the team. He takes up 11.9% of the Dallas Stars cap space as of right now, according to capfriendly.com. And so a lot of people were frustrated. They said this man is taking 12% of the cap space up uh, and he's not producing like a guy you would expect to be producing given the amount of money. That He is making granted. He did sign that contract a long time ago back when he was a lot healthier and a lot younger But now there's still three or four years left on that deal and we're starting to maybe see a little bit of a regression For Tyler Sagan. However, you know I think things slowly started to turn around for him as the season went on Uh, I wanted to say going into this the second half of the season But if you look at his first half of the season numbers and the second half with the dividing point being the all-star break The numbers are pretty similar uh, you know, he had 23 points in the first half of the season, 26 in the second half. He scored more goals in the first half of the season, but then had more assists in the second half. And he was, you know, just a guy, especially early on in the season, that was kind of just a missing piece for a Stars team that was struggling out of the gate to win games. Consistently, But as the season went on, like I said, I think he kind of grew more comfortable getting back into a good, consistent role on this team. I mean, this is not easy to come back from one surgery, let alone two surgeries, uh, both of them being lower body. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, playing hockey is almost entirely re- reliant on your lower body because you have to skate and push yourself around the ice for the entirety of the game. Uh, and it just cannot be easy to do whenever you're recovering um, from pretty much not be, from having a, a leg that just was not working, that basically had no function, uh, just with how brittle and injured he was. And so he he's still to contribute to this team, especially in the second half of the season. He was fourth on the team, uh, or f- excuse me, fourth among forwards uh, in shots for this season, according to Natural Stat Trick. All the other three forwards in front of him were guys on the top line, Tyler Sh- Sagan had 566 shots for. So, every, again, everyone else in front of him was either a defenseman or a guy that played on the top line. Sagan was the second best faceoff guy for the Dallas Stars in these, this past season at 56%. The only other guy ahead of him was Luke Glendinning. Um, and then I believe Tanner Caro and Blake Como. I think Como was actually 100%, but obviously those guys, uh, he and Caro, not having as many face-off opportunities as Glenn Denning or Sagan. So, you know, Sagan may have seemed like a disappointment this season to many because he wasn't putting up the numbers like he did in his early to mid-20s. But I think given the circumstances, the fact that this season even happened for him at all is a miracle. I mean, he used that he pretty much just didn't have a leg. Uh that the injuries were just so bad that his leg was pretty much uttered useless. Uh pr- pretty much pronounced useless rather. Um so the fact that he was able to recover pretty much all of last season and come back and even put up 20 points, I think is miraculous. Uh, and just a testament to how hard he worked to get back out on the ice. And it's just easy for fans, including myself. I mean, I'm not innocent of of tyler sagan criticism throughout this season but it's just easy for us to be in the stands or be on our couches and say ah tyler sagan's not the player that he used to be why is that the case but then you think about it and you say okay a knee surgery and a hip surgery is brutal to go through even just for a normal person but a professional athlete in a sport where your legs have to be so incredibly strong and you have to be in such tip-top physical shape the fact that Tyler Sagan came out after recovering from those surgeries and gave us a 49-point season. In my mind, looking at it now, is nothing short of a miracle. You know, obviously, we would love to see more scoring from Segi because he is taking up 12% of the cap space for this Stars team. And obviously, he's starting to age a little bit. I think there's also just that frustration of, okay, this guy that was once a superstar is now not quite the player that he once was. But if he continues to be a great face-off guy and a consistent presence on this roster and in the locker room, I think the team can continue to benefit from it. I mean, I think we're now at a point where we don't need Tyler Sagan to be the best scorer on the ice. We have a new generation of talent already on the NHL roster and guys that are maybe, you know, a season two, maybe three seasons away from doing that. I mean, we have Jason Robertson. We have Bay Hintz. We have Jacob Peterson. We have Wyatt Johnston. We have Logan Stankoven. Uh, lighting up the whl in the playoffs there and so if tyler sagan can at least for the rest of his contract if he just kind of fades into a a middle six guy on this roster that's still able to contribute and put up consistent points but also be a leader on this team i think stars can still benefit from that and he's obviously still fantastic in the faceoff circle whether that's in a you know if he's winning defensive faceoffs that helps the stars clear the zone or if he's winning offensive face-offs that allows dallas to get set up and have an opportunity to To score. So all in all, it might be easy to look at this past season for Tyler and say it was disappointing, but I think it was pretty miraculous what we got from him. And obviously we would have loved to see bigger numbers, especially on a team like Dallas that was lacking so much offensively. But it's incredible that we even saw a nearly 50 point season from Tyler Sagan after what he's been through in the past two years. Well, we will continue to talk about Tyler Sagan, talk a little bit more about what was lacking from his game and what we would have liked to see more from him and hopefully some stuff that he will improve over in the offseason so he will get back to being the Tyler Sagan that we all know and love as much as he can. But we're going to talk about that after we take a quick pause. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures you can also bet on the western conference finals connor mcdavid versus nathan mckinnon edmonton oilers versus colorado avalanche you can do all your betting on that series at betonline.net betonline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action betonline.net where the game starts and we're moving on on this monday episode of locked on stars thank you so much again for making us your first listen every single day remember our show is free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen to your podcast whether that's your favorite podcasting platform or on youtube let's continue to talk about tyler sagan and the season that he had in 21 22 And there's a lot you can say about the struggles that Sagan had this season. We spent the majority of last segment talking about his injuries and him having to overcome that. But even once we kind of hit the middle of the season and you say, okay, he's fully reacclimated to being back playing full speed in the NHL. I think at times there was still a lot to be desired from his game. And, you know, we say I say that it's miraculous that he was able to come back and play to the level he did. But that doesn't mean that there still were some things that I think could have been better and things that we maybe the Stars could have benefited from and had a different result to end their season uh, had he done some things a little bit differently. And not all of it his fault. And I know that's been the case for several other guys. Some things fall their way that they cannot control. And I think the big thing for Tyler Sagan, like many others on the Stars roster, is that he may have been a victim of too much movement as far as the lineup. Tyler Sagan was another guy who never really had too much consistent playing time with consistent linemates. I mean, he obviously used to be known for playing with Jamie Benn and Alexander Radulov, um, but you know they tried that a little bit this season. It didn't work because all three of those guys, not quite the players they once were, even more so Alexander Radulov, who very well could be ending his NHL career or maybe not even be coming back to the Dallas Stars next season. But you know, he spent some time playing with Danoff and Marion Student and a few other forwards as well, just with the coaching staff trying to find a second line that could produce scoring in tune with the top line for the stars team, a, a team that just desperately needed secondary scoring. And I think it's, you know, a, a testament to how good Tyler was this year that a lot of times, those second line experiments involve Tyler. I mean, sometimes Jamie Ben was on that line, but sometimes Jamie Ben would get bumped down to the third or fourth line, but Tyler Sagan would almost always be a piece on that second line. And whether it was Marion student each, whether it was Dennis Curry whether it was someone from the checking line or Jacob Peterson, he was always there. And I think, that, again, that's just a testament to how secretly good or, you know, kind of under the radar good he was this season that the coaching staff kept him there. But again, just so much movement throughout this roster outside of those top three guys. Hard to get any sort of rhythm and consistency and chemistry built with the people you play with when you're playing with new guys just about every other game. And so, again, that's not really something he can control, but something that I think maybe hindered his game slightly this season having consistent placement might have been helpful for him to get back on track I mean you're trying to come back from injury it would have probably been helpful for him to have two consistent line mates that he could have established really good chemistry with but maybe depending on what moves get made in the offseason maybe there's some new faces that come into this lineup uh, and he's able to play with them I would be curious to see how he could play with a guy like Vlad Nemestikov I think we saw a little bit of that in the postseason against the Calgary Flames. And again, Nemestikov's just one of those guys that you can kind of plug and play anywhere. Uh, So I would be curious to see if Nemestikov stays in Dallas, if he and Tyler Sagan could build some good chemistry together with maybe a guy like Denis Gurionov, if Denis Gurionov sticks around in Dallas as well. And of course, with his injury, I mean, it's great that he was able to come back from it, but especially early in the season, I think that you could still see some moments where the injury and the surgeries were hindering his play. And the reason why we say he's not the player that he once was, I mean, he used to be this guy, Tyler Sagan with lightning speed, his quickness and agility was almost unmatched by just about anybody in the NHL back when he was kind of in his prime and on a rampage on a mission in the national hockey league as one of the premier stars throughout the entirety of the league. But just unfortunately, I think you could see moments where he was maybe falling behind a little bit, dragging a little bit, just with the wear and tear put, on his body and I, it, you could just see it in his scoring numbers. I mean, and you, it, it's just kind of been a big drop off ever since the surgeries happened. I mean, even before things shut down in 2020, Tyler Sagan had 50 points at that point in the season with not even a complete season. And he had 49 and I believe 81 games played in this most recent year. But then even going back to 2018, 2019, where he played pretty much a full season, Tyler Sagan had 80 points. And so I think without these surgeries, without the injuries, Tyler could have kept things going. and. Maybe, you know, last season 2021, then maybe around 60 point score for the stars. I don't know with just how team at that team was, if he would have been able to put up that big of numbers. Uh, and of course, that was a weird season, not as many games played. But if it was a full normal 82 game season, maybe around a 60 point score and maybe about the same this past season without these injuries, if he's still able has to have that bounce in his step, maybe a little bit more speed. I think with injuries like that, you have to knock off a few ticks and points in the speed department. And so I think that hinders the way that he's used to playing the game. And I think part of getting injured and recovering is maybe having to find a new way to play the game that is well acclimated to your body and what you are capable of doing. And so now he has a full off-season to recover. He has time to rest. He has time to train at his own pace. He knows the limits that his body can handle. He knows what he can put his body through while still being healthy and still being a high talent high motor athlete uh and i think even just last year that was a little bit difficult to do having just come off surgery and just getting back into the, i mean what he played less than five games in the nhl in 2021 and then had a full off season again um and we say all the time that even you know working out or even just practice hockey morning skate is drastically different from a actual nhl game and so he'd made you know he had that full off season to recover but he was going all that time really without hardly having any real NHL action. Well, now he's had that full season of NHL action. He now has that full offseason to maybe readjust his game uh, to maybe play a little bit different style of hockey, whether that's him being more physical, um, him being more of a facilitator and a passer. I'm not really sure what we'll see from him in the next season and kind of what his offseason will look like. I'm curious to see how he comes into next season and if his style of play changes at all. And I think Tyler would be the beneficiary of playing with two guys on a more consistent basis. Of course, having a new head coach for the stars is going to factor into that as well as just Tyler's role in general. I mean, who knows who is going to come in to coach this team and who knows what his thoughts will be um, on some of the older vets on the team that will be taking up a ton of cap space with big contracts. Only time will tell On that but would love to see Tyler Sagan maybe readjust his game to maybe be a little bit more of a grit-and-grind type player as corny as that sounds but teams need that Um, if he can kind of be one of those grittier players that can still score at a pretty effective level I think the Stars could really benefit from having a guy like that as well as just a guy who's been a leader in the locker room for as long as he has I think that would be a huge piece for the Stars and a huge piece for Tyler Going into the next season, which speaking of next season, after we take another quick break, we will take a moment to talk about the outlook of what the 2022-2023 campaign will look like for Tyler Sagan. It's a Monday and we're moving on to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars. Again, talking about Tyler Sagan giving my thoughts on what his 22-23 season will look like, in my opinion. Obviously, he will be coming back to the Dallas Stars because trying to move a guy like that with that contract, given the scenario with all the injuries, the surgeries we've talked about, I think that would be an absolute nightmare. It would be dumb. It's not going to happen. Some people may want to see it happen. I don't think it will. Tyler Sagan will almost all but surely be back in victory green next season. And last season, again, not bad. He scored 49 points, and I think if we can get Tyler Sagan to put up, you know, the 49 points in, and if he's able to play at least 75 games, I think that's a success. I mean, he'll turn 31 next season. Obviously, would love to see more. Anything more than 49 points total is icing on the cake. It's sprinkles on top of the Sunday. But I think that we, you know, as Stars fans, kind of have to settle with, okay, if we can get a nearly 50-point season out of a guy that's 30, 31 years old, Coming off of some injuries that are were pretty devastating blows to the trajectory of his career, kind of in this middle area of his career. I think that's an absolute win, in the words of Bruce Banner in Avengers Endgame. So I, I think we need to manage our expectations going into the season, knowing that Sagan's not going to be this incredible superstar putting up 80 points that he once was. But it's also kind of a relief because he doesn't have to be that guy. I mean, because we have, again, all these young, fantastic guys within this star's organization at the prospect level and at the NHL level that have now taken that responsibility and that load from him. And and even with those 49 points, I mean, it's a testament again to how hard he worked to get back to playing his style of hockey in this past season. And he was one of Dallas's better secondary scoring options, dare I say, the best secondary scoring option as far as forwards go for the Dallas Stars in 21-22. Obviously, he wasn't consistent in terms of every single game, but if you kind of look at the broad spectrum of, okay, who were the guys that stepped up more often than not to be the secondary scorer, I think you have to point at Tyler Sagan, and he just needs to continue to be that. Uh, Again, he doesn't have to be the guy on offense anymore. I mean, we have all these other guys that can take that role, and Tyler can just kind of fill into this Position of secondary score and of course as an athlete that might be a difficult thing to do But I think Tyler is a pretty mature player and a pretty mature guy and I think he's shown that that's something that he Can do and that he's capable of doing And again I'm sure whatever coach comes into this organization and whatever system and whatever culture he establishes will play a role Into that as well, but regardless of who comes into coach Tyler can also be a huge mentor to the next generation of Dallas Stars. I think we can even see it with guys like Petey, Robo, and Rope. Obviously, all of those guys have a a unique flair to their games, but I'm mean, i sure that playing with a guy like Tyler Sagan, who was at one point one of the most explosive offensive players in the league, we talk about it with the goalies. We say, okay, Jake Ottinger had Ben Bishop and Anton Hudobin and Braden Holtby to all talk to and look up to and learn from. I think the same can be said with Tyler Sagan. Jason Robertson and Ropey Hints and Jacob Peterson can go to Tyler Sagan and get tips from him. They can get advice from him uh, and learn from him because Tyler has certainly been around this league a long time. He's garnered the respect of many players and has seen a thing or two throughout his entire career. So that's also a big aspect of what he can do this coming season with the Stars outside of just his production on the ice. And if you look at this past season, many of Tyler's goals were that what what a lot of people will call greasy goals, those hard-fought goals. And I just think that's indicative of the player that Tyler Sagan needs to be. He's going to be a guy that comes in and works hard and wants to get better. You know that he wants this Dallas Stars team to achieve great things, and I think that he wants to be a part of it, given that he did sign that big contract way back when. For all that money, he clearly enjoys being here, uh, and I think he wants to see this team flourish and bring a championship to this city and obviously again speed not on his side he's not the player that he once was but grit and grind might have to be the name of the game for tyler and that's just kind of been the definition of tyler sagan over the past few years he's had to grind his way back to playing nhl hockey it's miraculous that he did it and i'm excited to see what the next season holds because this was a relatively good season for him despite what some people might say And I think he can only go up from here, again, with this full offseason to recover, train at his own pace, and maybe adjust his game a little bit. I think we've another really solid season from Tyler Sagan in 2022-2023. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you again for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Just like the Locked on Stars podcast, be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Lewis. And you can also find show on Twitter as well at Lockdown Stars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will continue to bring you more Dallas Stars offseason content. But we will see you there, Stars fans. Have a great Monday.